out of your head and work on being comfortable with that. Um, I think every man should learn how to eat out a woman, you know, learn how to use his fingers, learn how to do aspects of sex that are not just penis and the vagina because sex is a very sex. The sexual experience is, you know, so much more kissing and touching and sexting and flirting. Um, It has to be that whole experience. Mm -hmm. And a man who is not comfortable with his thighs, if he can get good, if he can realize it's more than just my penis goes in her vagina, it's so much more then he can get a lot more comfortable with that whole experience. Mm -hmm. So that, that, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I, I'm sure you probably, I'm sure you probably read it, but I've read the book and I've annotated it. Um, uh, she comes first by Dr. Ian Kerner. And Uh it's a, it, to me, it's a phenomenal book. And I think all men should read it personally. Um, but I think, I think you're right. Cause a lot of, a lot of guys, he makes he makes this um he makes this uh statement where he says guys you know we know more of what's under the hood of a car than you know all the parts of a, all the parts of a woman's vulva and it's like and it's like that's a really true statement because I know a lot of guys they have I mean pers- I personally I'm a virgin but you know I look at I I hear a lot of guys and they're like you know they're just bragging and stuff like that and I'm just, I just listen to their stories and I'm like, you guys have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> like you just, you know, you just put your, you know, you just put your head down and you cross your fingers and cross your toes and hope for the best. And some of that I think too, is how men are socialized. So like not only, you know, they're told not to have feelings when they're young mm-hmm. and they're told to treat sex in a certain way too. Yeah. And, and I mean, that makes sex an unfulfilling experience if there's no emotions tied up with it um if it's just always no strings attached and you're just hoping for the best that your partner enjoyed themselves like there needs to be a level of intimacy and that that can be hard and scary if you've been socialized that intimacy is bad mm-hmm. so i mean that's that's really key because i think one one thing that we guys we struggle with is being vulnerable and that's like that's like one of our biggest fears like feeling feeling vulnerable feeling unneeded feeling weak feeling you know you know i don't know just all we always have this feeling of okay i need to look um i need to look strong i need to look um i need to look powerful i need to look like nothing is wrong with me and I think you're right. I think a lot of that is, you know, socialized into us. Cause, you know, I would, you know, I'm someone who I was not comfortable crying in front of people probably until, and I, I still kind of struggle with it, but probably until I was like 20. So like last year was the first time I, I cried in front of my guy friends. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think you're right that just being vulnerable is really, really difficult for, you know, guys. And, you know, we think that it's we think that it's a bad thing. And we, we just put it in that negative context. But, you know, being vulnerable is absolutely key to intimacy because sex is like the most intimate thing that you can do with someone because it's a physical, psychological, spiritual, emotional experience that you have with another human being. 
And that takes right. vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So what? I the, agree. Yeah, go ahead. I was just telling you. Oh I agree. yeah. But um, next question: What does what does sex feel like to a woman? This is an interesting question. I ended up writing about it because I would get it from readers. Um, and I mentioned a little bit earlier that like. A woman can't uh, feel length, but she can feel girth. Um, yeah. She can feel pressure, um, and she can feel temperature. But like, it's not—it's not like a vagina is not like fingertips um, per se. Mm-hmm. So, and two, so pressure, fullness, um, those are the biggest things that women feel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a vulnerable experience to be, um, to be the one always being entered in terms of sex. Yeah. Um, but I mean, of course, like sex is an extremely enjoyable experience, um, for me as a woman. Um, and that's something a lot of women have to work through since one in three women will be sexually assaulted in their lifetimes. Um, I've been sexually assaulted multiple times. Um, and it is always, the fact that I am where I am today and comfortable with that part of myself is because I, I did, I had to do work. Um, Uh I had to work with a therapist to get through some of my issues with that. Um, but it's a deeply enjoying, enjoyable and connecting experience for me. That doesn't mean it's always been that way, but it, I mean, it is today with my, uh, with my husband, with my current partner. Um, but it, eh, you know, it isn't always that in the way in the past, but, you know, it starts out with pressure and fullness and there's obviously euphoria and excitement. Yeah. There can definitely be discomfort if, you know, there's not enough lubrication or a wrong angle or things like that. Um, you know, and it hopefully your partner would tell you when, when things weren't going great in that aspect. But mm-hmm. it's just a different, um, it's hard to explain to a man how it feels like for a woman. But pressure and fullness is really the main, the main thing is being aware of that and aware that uh that's where the that's what the body is made for it's literally made to to grow and accommodate um and feel in that way Mm -hmm. that makes that makes that makes a lot of sense because you know when i read when i read um when i read ian kerner's book i read um i first came across it i was in the Shoot, eighth grade. I was in the eighth grade when I first came across it, and I was, I first, I first knew, I first knew what sex was in the third grade because I just read a lot of books, and whatever you know, whatever I could, you know, whatever I could get my hands on, I read, and that's you know that's when I first you know learned about sex. But when I read, um, you know, Ian Kerner's book. Uh, she comes first. It was really, really interesting. And I said, wow, so this is, so this is what, you know, a woman needs to be, you know, to be pleasured. And, you know, you know, where we talked about the, you know, just, it's not just insertion, you know, and just stuff like that, where it's about, you know, cunnilingus and stuff like that and pressure and all of those things play a factor. And for us guys, mm-hmm. it's just, it's friction. That's about it. I mean, it's it's really that simple. And so, you know, because it's almost, it's really difficult for us guys to really understand 
what it's like because for us it's it's like for like to our orgasm it's just a straight line but it's like it's like women it's like it's almost like they have to go around the world like seven times and then it's like well hopefully hopefully we did it right the case with all women that is true yeah you're right i mean like that like around the world i mean it could be with a woman who's like less experienced or doesn't know what she likes as much but Mm-hmm. Um, I know plenty of women who orgasm like more quickly than a man if there was a competition going on. Really? Oh yeah. Like if a woman like knows, yeah. But that can be an issue with women are taught a lot of shame with their bodies. There's not a lot of sexual education there as well. Um, and it depends a lot on how comfortable is a woman and maybe how comfortable she is with her partner. That can take that can take a lot of time to get there. Um, you know. Some people need to overcome their religious beliefs or how they were raised. Uh, but there's not necessarily some, you know, all women orgasm in this length of time. Like some women, it's very short, very long. There's mm-hmm. also been studies about how if a woman is with the same partner repeating the same acts, um, it will take her longer to orgasm over time. Mm-hmm. It's as if she her tolerance grows yeah. for it, basically. Um, so there's things like that, like, you know, are things being changed up? Um, you know, those kinds of things to, to that convey this, uh, or how quickly a woman might come to orgasm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So we're going to switch one last time to the last two questions. So, um, so you talked about, um, you wrote a piece on Solomon's paradox. And so can you explain that and explain why it works? So Solomon's paradox is a term given by um, a researcher. I think his name is Dr. Grossman, um, who studied um, the role of advice and advice givers. Um, Mm -hmm. And he ends up calling it Solomon's paradox because of King Solomon in the Bible. Solomon in the Bible was wonderful at giving advice to other people yet terrible at um, making choices in his own personal life. So the idea is that um, if you are giving advice to someone else, um, you are uh, more likely to make good, positive advice for them than if you were to go through the same exact situation and try to give yourself advice. Mm -hmm. So what happens, or what the researcher decided, is that um, when you are going through through something in particular, you're, you're, you're basing your decisions on feeling. Mm-hmm. You are not able to remove yourself and look at the situation in an objective fashion. So because of that, you're going to make dumb decisions. You're yeah. going to be, you're going to make decisions based on how you're feeling very short term decisions. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be thinking about how is this going to feel a year from now or a couple of years from now. Um, but if your friend was to go through the exact same thing, you would see it. You would be able to give them the advice uh, differently. The yeah. advice that would focus more on the long term, that would be more objective. So the way to counteract Solomon's paradox is to, when you're going through a tough situation, try to remove yourself from the picture. Mm-hmm. Imagine you were your friend was going through it and advise them. Um, try journaling about it and writing about it as if someone else was doing it. Um, 
you know, go to a trusted friend yeah. and have them advise you. Because um, the hardest thing about this too is because you're so caught up in your feelings, even if you were to get advice from someone else.